the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast Team by Team Spotlight Series. Before we dive into this episode, please take a second, hit that like, hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, please leave a review and we'll get to you. And we love these comments each and every time that we get them. Now, let's talk about football and let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Back in 2022, the Falcons, they would miss the playoffs there with a 7-10 and record. They had scored 365 points. They'd give up 386 for a negative 21-point differential. The Falcons' passing offense, it was absolutely putrid, throwing for about 158.8 yards per game. That was 31st in the league. While their run offense, let me tell you about our good old-fashioned run offense here, the Falcons would average 159.9 yards per game. That was the second best mark in the league, trailing only the Chicago Bears. As far as their pass defense was concerned, 25th in the league, surrendering 231.9 yards per game. And their run defense was 23rd in the league, allowing 130.2 per game. Another day, another dog, and so is the life of an NFC South team. Now, under Arthur Smith, the Falcons have been one of the best run teams in the entire National Football League, no matter who has taken those handoffs. However, they've also been one of the worst passing teams in the league as well. Their defense, it wasn't very good a season ago, but that didn't stop them from grabbing a top-tier running back, a generational talent, if I will, in this year's draft, first pick, eighth overall. That running back just happens to be one of the best that we've seen coming sometime. This is all after we had the emergence of a 1,000-yard rusher in Tyler Algier. Many thought the Falcons, they focused their attention elsewhere, and I'm not being one to tell you how to spend your money, but it did raise a little bit of eyebrows there. But again, when you're grabbing yourself a generational type back, I mean, I guess you got to go for it. Now, Atlanta, they need to become more efficient with this offense. And it starts with the passing game where they rank 31st. There is so much talent there. There's too much talent for Drake London and Kyle Pitts to be this bad in the passing game. It shouldn't happen. Now, when I look at these camp battles across the league, we know exactly what we're going to get with the Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter, he's going to be the starting quarterback. Then we turn our attention to the running back position. It's going to be Vijan Robinson. It's going to be Tyler Algier. And then Cordell Patterson is going to be involved somehow, some way down the road. Now, as far as wide receivers go, it's basically Drake London and Drake London alone, as well as Kyle Pitts in the tight end position. Who's going to be the guy who steps up as a third passing option in this Atlanta Falcons offense? Right now, it's down to Scotty Miller or Mac Hollins. And we know that Mac Hollins, he had some success there with the Las Vegas Raiders last season. But Scotty Miller and Mac Hollins, they don't exactly build confidence in fantasy managers. Or they really shouldn't be, they're not really imposing threats when your defensive coordinator is taking a look at this Falcons depth chart and being like, Hey, you know what? I should really worry about Matt Collins. Hey, maybe I should worry about Frank Darby or Kendaro Hodge. Maybe I should worry. No, they're not going to worry about anyone outside of Bijan Robinson, Drake London, or Kyle Pitts. When we talk about this draft class for the Falcons, I mean, all eyes are going to be on that first round selection. Their eighth overall, Bijan Robinson. But in the second round, pick 38, offensive tackle from Syracuse. Matthew Bergeron, he came off the board. Round three, pick 75, Zach Harrison. Round four, Clark Phillips III, cornerback, another position of need for the Falcons team. And in their seventh round, DeMarco Hellams, the safety there out of Alabama. Most of the additions that the Falcons made this offseason were on the defensive side of the ball. Jesse Bates, Calais Campbell, David Aminata, Caden Ellis, both those last two players coming from the New Orleans Saints. Tay Davis, Mike Hughes, Jeff Okuda. I mean, their secondary looks pretty good now. Jeff Okuda and A.J. Terrell. Then on the offensive side of the ball, they added 
Tyler Heineke, Jonu Smith there, Matt Collins, and Scotty Miller. That's pretty good additions there for this Falcons team that wasn't afraid to spend money. They didn't go crazy with the spending of the money. They went out there and made good, solid decisions for this team. They only lost Isaiah Oliver. They only lost Marcus Mariota and Abdullah Anderson there. So really nothing major when we talk about losses. So what was the best move that the Falcons made? It was getting Jesse Bates, one of those guys that improves the defense, not only on the back end, but he also helps out the run game. In five seasons in Cincinnati, Bates had 326 solo tackles along with 14 interceptions. They also improved their defense with those additions of Ellis, Anya Minadia there, and Calais Campbell. Not to mention the veteran presence that Campbell's going to bring. And they also got Bud Dupree. We didn't even talk about Bud Dupree from an edge rushing standpoint. I mean, this team has gotten a lot better, and nobody seems to be wanting to talk about how good this Falcons team could be come week number one. Now, the worst move, like I said, it's hard to say if it's a bad move, but some are going to say grabbing a back inside the top 10 is probably questionable in today's market, especially when you look at the devaluation of the position and you already roster a 23-year-old running back coming off a 1,000-yard season in which he averaged 4.9 yards per carry. So that's going to ruffle some feathers a little bit, but again, we're not going to say that B.J. Robinson isn't going to be the best back that we've seen since Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott. Now, what needs to happen for the Falcons in 2023? 2023, it's already looking better than 2022. There was no expectations heading into last season. This defense on paper looks much improved. Kyle Pitts, he appears to be healthy. He was banged up much of last season. And for the first time, Pitts and Desmond Ritter will be playing together at the same time. When looking at the schedule, if they can take care of business inside their division, they also cross over with the AFC South this year, which should bring in some additional victories. When looking at the schedule and the talent that they added to this roster, it's easy to see that the Falcons are going to be one of those 8-9, 9-8 and nine, nine and eight teams. For now, I'm going to call it 8-9, and nine, but I wouldn't be shocked if they hit the over, especially if this defense improves as expected and Desmond Ritter can get this passing offense going. In other words, he needs to get Kyle Pitts going. So again, that record is 8-9. and nine. Now, we talked about all these offensive pieces that the Atlanta Falcons have. They've been drafting first-round talent every single year in the last three seasons here. Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. These are all guys that they've added in the first round, early in the first round, and they're all going to be part of the top five fantasy assets for this Atlanta Falcons team. So let's take a deeper look at who those players happen to be. Again, number one, Bijan Robinson. Atlanta was number one in rushing attempts in 2022. And in 22 games for Texas, all Robinson did was run for 3,410 yards on 539 rushing attempts, averaging 6.3 yards per carry. Now, the Big 12 isn't the NFL, but the numbers, they still look pretty good. Number two, Drake London. Now, despite the lack of passing volume in this offense, London turned in five top 24 fantasy finishes at the receiver position, with three of them coming between week 13 and 18. He also had the second best targets per route run rate at 32.4%. And number three, Kyle Pitts. Pitts saw 25% of his passes last season occur more than 20 yards down the field, none of which came from Desmond Ritter. With some kind of chemistry being built this offseason, expect Pitts' efficiency to increase. PFF is already projecting Pitts to be amongst the leaders when it comes to yards per route run in 2023, and they've got that prediction set at 2.65 yards. Now, number four, Desmond Ritter. If ADP is any kind of indication of value when it comes to Ritter's trajectory, it is on the up. Robinson, RB4. London, wide receiver, 21. Kyle Pitts, 
tight end six. I'm not sure that this offense is adept to support all these parts, but it's going to be fun to watch. And if it happens, look out. And number five, Tyler Algier. Algier is one of the top handcuffs to roster this season. And Landa, we know that they love to run the ball. And people are quick to forget those 1,035 rushing yards on 200 attempts last season. Again, 4.9 yards per carry. That's what's going to happen. B.J. Robinson goes down. Tyler Algier is going to be able to step right into that role and have success just like he did last season. Now let's look at some of these other fantasy implications here for this Falcons team in 2023. Who's that player that you need to roster from this team? It's going to be Bijan Robinson. Backs drafted inside the top 10 have historically come out their rookie season and produced. 2018, Saquon Barkley. Barkley was the offensive rookie of the year and finished with 261 carries for 1,307 yards and 11 touchdowns. That's five yards per carry. In 2017, it was Christian McCaffrey who was the RB10 thanks to 80 receptions. And Leonard Fournette, let's not forget about his rookie season there in 2017. He was the RB9 who rushed for 1,040 yards and nine touchdowns. In 2016, Ezekiel Elliott RB2 in fantasy rushing for over 1,600 yards and 15 scores. 2015, Todd Gurley, RB9, averaging 16 fantasy points per game, and he missed four contests. Even Trent Richardson had success as a rookie drafted inside the top 10 when he had 11 touchdowns and 950 yards rushing. So if we're playing the law of averages here, it would say that B.J. Robinson, who was drafted inside the top 10, is going to have a very successful rookie season. So who's the biggest bust on this Falcons team? I feel like I'm being pulled right back in on Kyle Pitts, which means it's going to be an obvious trap here. I like Pitts this season, but I've been down on him in previous seasons with all the injuries and the disappointments and the touchdowns. Pitts's production is directly tied into whether or not Desmond Ritter is ready. If you believe that Ritter is ready, then Kyle Pitts is going to be that guy that you can put your trust in. Some believe he is, and some not so much. Pitts is going off as a tight end five right now, which could be great value considering his talent. However, Goddard, Waller, and Pat Freremuth there all just feel like safer options. Now, what's the best fantasy value you can find on this Falcons team? Now, if I'm down on Pitts, that's probably because I don't believe that this Falcons team can support two pass catchers, even though we've seen Arthur Smith and his efficiency formula play out in his Tennessee days there with A.J. Brown and Delaney Walker. Unlike Pitts, Drake London played with Ritter last season and had that opportunity to develop some chemistry with the young signal caller. Right now, London is the wide receiver, 28, and he's coming off a 72-catch, 866-yard season. London saw 117 targets last season. Let's be honest, a good chunk of those were uncatchable, but the volume was there. He was the second highest targeted player on a road run basis there at 32.4%. Now, if that's going to be my value, who's that fantasy sleeper for the Falcons? It's Tyler Algier. We know what he can do in this offense. We've seen what he can do in this offense. If something were to happen to Bijan Robinson, the Falcons already have a 1,000-yard rusher right there, ready to go with fresh legs and everything. With an ADP of 121, he's going off as the RB42 right now. Algier is the ultimate fantasy handcuff there. And Algier, he's still going to get some touches in this offense from time to time, but his value is tied into his opportunity whenever and whatever that may look like. With that being said, this Falcons team, it looks good for fantasy. There's some good options out there. I'm not sure I'm buying into Desmond Ritter, but I'm definitely all in on Drake London. I could see a path for Kyle Pitts to have success. We know that Bijan Robinson is going to be that guy. And Tyler Elchier, he could have success. He might even have standalone value with how much these Falcons team are going to run the ball.